0: Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church by Senior Pastor Mike DeBenke. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. Prayer. I'm going to be starting, uh, picking up where we left off last week. The title of our series is "Spiritual Warfare: The Battle of the Mind," and we're going to be, you know, identifying and defining what is spiritual warfare. And the reason this is necessary is that most people have a, uh, an, a, a um, an understanding or a thought of what spiritual warfare that is completely um, absent of what the Word says. Uh, They think spiritual warfare is something that you have to go out and you have to battle and you have to, you know, contend with the enemy. And that's not scriptural. And what we're going to look at and we're going to define today what spiritual warfare is. So you understand exactly what it means to stand. When when we were, (laughs) it's funny, after uh, Don and I got saved... Uh, back in the 80s, wow, long time ago, uh, we were only two when we got saved, but uh, no, it's not true. But uh, there were so many different ideas and different um, thoughts about what spiritual warfare was. Uh, some people saying you, you had to do battle with the, with the spirits, you had to go and you had to pull them down over your city, and, and you had to do warring tongues. What is warring tongues, you know? Um, you, you just all this kind of crazy stuff that, that that's what spiritual warfare is. And we're going to look at what the scripture says about it. So you have full understanding and you can stand in, in the victory that's already been provided by Jesus Christ. And when you, when you learn how to stand in the victory that's provided, you are fighting in the spirit realm for yourself by resting in what Jesus has already accomplished. So we'll, we'll get to this and we'll, we'll define it in detail towards the end of the service. But I want to start with our text scriptures for this series. We're going to start every week with these scriptures and we're going to kind of unpack them a little more and uh, then we'll go on from there. So um, if you're here and, and, you know, I know COVID's doing its thing and it's, it's causing a lot of havoc, causing a lot of uh, um, terrible things going on. But here, we we do everything that the the CDC says to do. Uh, We don't encourage people to come if you're not comfortable. Uh, If you want to stay home, stay home, watch online. But do it in faith. Don't do it because you're afraid. The Bible says we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. If you're at home, you believe, God, that you're safe. Because let me tell you something. It's not just (laughs) at... Some people seem to think it's only at church. It's, it's, you know, they catch it at the grocery store. They catch you... You know, you catch it at all different places if you're exposed to it, but I believe, and I had it. I was in the hospital. You guys know that. I believe that God is bigger than COVID, and I believe he will keep us safe, but he gives us brains. If, if he tells you, hey, just stay at home for a little while, stay at home in faith. Believe in you're kept safe. If he says, no, go ahead and go to the church. You can wear a match. We've got the bracelets. Green means you're open to people giving you a hug. Yellow means give me my six feet, and red says, back off, you know? but we have these bracelets so you can find a place and be comfortable, but we're not pressuring anybody. I heard somebody say that, that we told people not to wear a mask. It kind of irritated me, but I won't tell you what I thought because <laughs> I'd have to repent. Um, but I did cast that down after I cooled down, uh, we never told anybody not to wear a mask. That's everybody's choice. We don't tell people to come. Uh, we're here, and we are believing God that he's going to keep us safe. Amen? And uh, if you want to come, come be a part. If you want to stay at home, stay at home. But you need to be plugged in to the house that God brought you to so that you can benefit from what God is doing through the house. Amen? So we want you to do that, but John 10.10, let's get going. Uh, the thief, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now, this is Jesus talking, and he's, he's making us aware. From today on, you will know exactly who is the author of what's happening in your life. You don't have to sit back and say, why is God doing this? You're going to know exactly who's, who's operating, and you're going to understand, based on what we're looking at today, how you can either embrace it, or you can resist it. And you can ris- resist it victoriously, when you apply the words that we look at. The Bible tells us not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. Why? Because the devil goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, what we learned through this series is gonna let you stand there and say, you may or you may not. He's looking at who he may devour. Children of God need to stand up in faith and say, no, you may not devour me today. You know, I'm not subject to you. I am greater than you with Jesus on the inside of me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am victorious. I am more than a conqueror. I'm a child of God who walks in the finished work of Jesus Christ, knowing what it means to stand in faith. Amen. Amen. When you do that, that's looking at the devil and saying, you may not. Amen. And that's what we're going to learn to do. Uh, The thief comes. He's coming. You say, Pastor Mike, that's negative. Don't say the devil's coming. Jesus said he's coming. He's coming. He's going to show up in your life. Well, I don't like that. None of us do, you know. I mean, but Jesus is saying, this is what you do because of what he's doing. You don't stick your head in the sand and say, oh, he doesn't find me. He will find you, especially if you're in fear. But when you're a child of God, you say, okay, he's coming. What do I do? Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. One says they may have life to the full and overflowing. So Jesus, he, he, he very plainly says, here's the dividing line. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that you might have life, have it to the full, to overflowing. Anything going on in your life, we have to understand that we, should, we need to know who's at work in our life so we know how to handle that situation. If it involves stealing, killing, and destroying, that's the enemy, If it involves life, life to the full and overflowing, that's God. Remember, good God, bad devil. God's not a thief. He's not coming to cause distraction. He's not such a terrible teacher that he's going to give you disease, calamity, tragedy to teach you something. And hopefully you're not that dumb of a student that he's got to use that stuff to get your attention. He wants your attention to be on him speaking with you and you fellowshipping with him, on you being uh, um, connected to him through his word. We looked at this last week. If you weren't here, if you didn't hear, go online. MyFFC.TV, Facebook, YouTube, uh, all these places. You can go online and watch that, that first part of this series. I want to encourage you to do that. But as we unpack this a little bit more, we're going to see just a little different side of these same scriptures. And it's very important that you understand that. But he came that we might have life and have it to the full, abundantly to overflowing if it's destruction if it's sealing if it's killing that's the devil and we need to blame the devil for what the, the devil's doing and we need to give credit to God for what God is doing don't be ignorant and and sit there and blame God well God did this and God did that why is God God's not doing that God's giving you the promises that he made available through Jesus Christ the devil is coming he's real well, Pastor Mike, I mean, come on, I'm an intelligent person, and it is 2021. I don't believe in the devil. Well, first of all, I'd like to challenge your, your evaluation of being intelligent. Um, not in a mean way. But when you say you're smarter than God, you're like two tacos short of a, a fiesta platter, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you are not smarter than God. God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And uh, just the very fact that you think you know more than God really kind of lets us know where you're at. Amen. Remember, there's two things for sure. There is a God and you're not it. (laughs) And you can learn from him. And he wants to teach you things. He wants to grow you up in all the things he made available. But if you sit back and say, well, I don't believe in the devil. The devil's back there going, yes. Because now he can just keep doing what he's doing because you don't even believe he's there. You say, Well, do you really believe in him? I, with all my heart, I believe in the devil. I believe in the devil as much as I believe that Jesus is real. I believe the devil's real. You say, Why? Because the Bible tells me. And I believe God tells me in His Word what I need to know. And I believe He's making me aware of the fact that there is a devil. He's on the loose. And we need to be ready, we need to be equipped. And we need to be able to stand so that he's not successful and victorious in our life. Does that make sense? So John 10.10 in the Amplified says this, The thief comes only, he comes, and he only comes for this, in order to steal, to kill, and destroy. I came that they may have, enjoy life, and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So we've got this devil who's on the loose. We've got this devil that's running around and he's he he's got a plan here and he's he's actively looking to cause destruction in your life. Make no mistake, he'll kill your kids if he can. He'll take your job if he can. He will destroy your house if he can. You say, "Well, is it that serious?" It's exactly that serious. He does it. this is not just a story. He comes to steal. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. You say, "Well, Pastor Mike, I'm getting a little nervous." Listen, there's good news coming today. You're going to find out that Jesus has done everything that needs to happen for you to be successful in standing against him, and he's equipped you to be victorious. Second uh, scripture that we're standing on for this series, Ephesians 6.10, it says, finally, my brethren. You know, when, when he's saying this, he's referencing people who are born again, people who are part of the body of Christ. He's talking to Christians here when it says, finally, my brethren, that's exactly what that means. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Well, the devil's just so... You don't have to be strong in your strength. As a matter of fact, your strength is not enough. Your strength won't do anything against the battle that's coming your way. That's why he tells us, be strong in the Lord. You ready? And in the power of his might. It's not our might. It's not our power that's going to make us successful. We're not going to be victorious because of what we can do. I don't care how many spiritual push-ups you do. On your own, you don't have what it takes to win this battle. But if you're strong in the Lord... And if you tap in, you draw from the power of his might, then you've got the very power of God to show up on the scene. And you know, nobody's bigger than God. You and God can do anything. You, with God on your side, can be victorious in any area of life. You know, the devil cannot stand against God. He tried to, and God flicked him out of heaven. So we've got a couple things here to, to draw on and to understand: it's okay, there's a the devil, he's coming, there's Jesus who came. And he provided me everything he provided me everything i need for life life to the full life to abundant and life to overflowing this is his plan this is his will for my life this is what god wants for me you ever wonder what well what does god want for me he wants you to be blessed the bible says he wants you to reign like a king reigns over his kingdom he wants you to reign in life because of who you are in christ he wants you to live this life that is victorious so that that bright light shining from you as you share the testimonies and you let people see God active in your life, that they would be drawn so they could find Jesus for themselves and they could live a life of victory and reign in life because of what Jesus Christ did. It's all connected and it's everything that God wants us to do. The devil says, don't believe in me. I'm not real. So he can continue to cause calamity and destruction in your life. God says, believe in me so I can do amazing and wonderful things in your life and show you how much I love you. And you've got to choose which one you're going to do. Am I going to believe the Bible? Am I going to believe God? Am I going to believe what it says? Or am I going to believe what TV says, what the media says, what everybody around says? Oh, that book's not, it's not valid anymore. That's just, oh man, that, that's just a bunch of stories. That's not real. People are literally actively trying to get you to give up what God has provided for you. To give up the word, which is our, it's the armor of God we learned last week. It's what enables us to stand against the, the enemy. It enables us to, to be victorious over what the enemy has for us and what he's trying to do in our lives. Amen? So, we look at this, and I'm just giving you a foundation so we can keep going. Verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. We cover that and the power of his might. So we put on the whole armor of God. Well, what is that? We, we established it last week, but if you read on in this chapter, you find out that the whole armor of God... Is the word of God it's when you see that this is for me you start seeing this personally where this is not just a Bible for the world but this is God's word to me you you accept it personally you have you you get to a place where you have a revelation that Jesus yeah he died for the world but Jesus came paid the price and died for me and because he did that now this is who I am in Christ you learn that from the word you put on the Word of God. You, the Bible in another scripture says, Taking off, putting off the old man, who you were before Christ, and putting on, like clothes, putting on who you are in Christ, putting on the new man. You know, uh, when we get dressed up and we go out and stuff, you guys, special occasion, you get to go out, you, you put on your new clothes, make sure everything's right. I forgot my gel today, so who knows what's going on up here. Um, so actually, I didn't forget it. My youngest son came to town to visit us, you know, after we got through the COVID thing and stuff, and he came to the house, oh, so good to see you, and then he goes, hey, can I borrow your gel? <laughs> gone. So when I went to use it today, it was gone, so this is what we got. Um, but anyway, we put on the new man. We, we start seeing ourselves like the Bible describes us. We start seeing ourselves as strong in the Lord. We start seeing ourselves as more than a conqueror. We start seeing ourselves, this is the toughest one for most, most people, as righteous in Christ. Because how many of you know we all still mess up, right? But you know what? That's not what determines our righteousness. It's not what you do when you accept Jesus. It's now based completely entirely on what he did. So I don't have to feel guilty. When something bad happens in my life, and if, if you've ever felt this way, you don't got to raise your hand, but just identify what I'm talking about. Where something bad happens in my life, my thoughts usually go to, or used to go to, ah, what I do, what I do to cause that? Why, why is that happening in my life? And, you know, did I open the doors? what? You know, what I do wrong? Oh, I deserve it. I, I got mad at that person. There, you know, Chris probably does this all the time. Those crazy drivers going slow. <laughs> we pray for Chris with driving because uh, it's something he deals with. I've never had to deal with that myself. So, but, but I want you to see that this is a personal revelation from God. It's not, this is not for everybody, it's for you. And then for everybody personally. Look what it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now I thought, how can I get you a picture of what it means, the wiles? How can I do that? And there has been a villain running around trying to cause destruction for years since I was a kid. And there's so much truth in this. Nick, you ready? I want to show you the villain I'm talking about. His name actually has Wiles in it. He is the Wily e. Coyote. Meep, 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 meep. meep. what this shows us is that the wily coyote, wiles means the strategies, the schemes, the plots. The devil is scheming. He's plotting. He's developing strategies to bring destruction and death into your life. I mean, it's not like he's just sitting around. If you happen to wander by, it's like, oh, let's get him. No, he actually, he's involved with demonic forces. Now, don't let this freak you out, because the, the Bible tells us that we're, we're better than this. We got more power than this. And when we know who we are in Christ, he, he literally is subject to us instead of us being subject to him. And that's good news, right? Yeah. But we cannot be ignorant. We can't, we can't just act like it's not real. We can't just, you know, oh, I'm not comfortable with that, and turn our face the other way because the devil's plotting. He's scheming. He's watching you to see how we can get into your life. He watches how you condemn yourself. He watches how you say, like, oh, man, I'm so stupid. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Ah, oh, I never do what I said I was going to do. God, I let you down again. He wa- and then he tries to bring, like, it's like leaving an open door or window for the thief. He's, he's shaking all the knobs and checking all the windows to see where he can get in. He's scheming. He's plotting. That's what it means, the wiles of the devil. He's got strategies that are trying to cause you pain and destruction. Let's look at verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You may feel like you're fighting people, but all you're doing is fighting people that are allowed, allowing themselves to be used by the devil. The attack is coming from the devil, not from the people. You know, like I said last week, you're not fighting Bob at the job or Jenny at the gym. You're fighting the evil forces. Yeah, they are. It's not just Star Wars. There are evil forces, and they're at work to cause you heartache and pain. So what do we do? We continue in the Word flesh and blood against now this is what it says we do not war against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places what the apostle paul is doing here and we talked about it is he's showing us four categories of demonic forces four categories of demonic beings that are going to be actively trying to cause destruction in your life this stuff is going on it's an organized effort to come in and to cause you a problem. You say, well, Pastor Mike, you're really painting a bad picture. No, I'm not. The Bible says when we get to heaven, God's going to show us the devil and he's going to say, this is, this is him. And we're going to be like, this is what caused us so much pain. This is what had us running after, you know, trying to get away from him. He is already defeated. The only way he has power in, uh, against us is if we give it to him by being ignorant of the way he operates. But when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. You're free from him. You're free from what he has for you. And you stand on the promises of God. And we're going to look at how to do this, but I had to establish this for you. So according to God's word, we got demonic forces. They're arrayed against us as Christians. And their job is to get us to focus on what the enemy's doing. And Jesus said, I came so you'd have life. And God wants us to focus on what he's done. And all these things that are in our life, they're trying to distract us from the truth. And it's not just the devil. It's the things that lure our attention away. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The devil comes in when we get distracted, and we start turning loose to the promises of God, and we start reaching for the things he's put before us. That's when he can be effective. That's when the destruction can come in. It's not that we're, we're being punished for sinning, it's that we're letting go of the promises that God's given us, and we're reaching for the things that are distracting us, and they take us into the realm where the devil is hard at work, and we, we, we let go because we're no longer holding on and embracing Jesus and what he's done, and that's how the devil gets in. Does that make sense? Yeah. You guys with me on this? So now as we go on, I want you to see this. In 2 Corinthians 2.11, he's telling us, and and it's it's so important that we get this, don't be ignorant, don't be ignorant, don't be ignorant. He's not saying you're dumb. He's saying don't allow yourself to be ignorant of how the devil operates. Because, you know, if you've ever seen a con man, once you know the con, he has no, no power over you. He no longer can deceive you. The devil's the great deceiver, the Bible says. He's trying to deceive us into thinking that he may devour us when the Bible already says that we're more than conquerors. And as we get this, it's going to help us to to embrace this. Um, Ephesians 6, 10 through 12 in in the Amplified. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from it. This is all showing us how to do it. Draw your strength from Him. That that strength which is uh, His boundless might provides. That strength that we draw from being in fellowship and relationship with Him. We put on the whole armor of God. And then it says down here, it says that you may be able to successfully stand up against all, listen to this, the strategies and the deceits of the devil. So we need to know this. We need to know how to stand up and, and to be able to do this. We need to not believe the lie that, oh, I deserve this or, or this is because of something or maybe my, my, my grandpa was a loser, my dad was a loser, so you know what, I guess I'm just destined to be a loser. No, you're a child of God. You know, you, you, are a purpose. you are a person that was made on purpose with a purpose. A purpose so much greater than your dad or your granddad could have ever imagined because now it's a purpose given to you by your heavenly father who says, I made you on purpose today. You're born today because God needed you today. You're here today because God has a plan for you today. You're victorious today because Jesus already provided it. Before you got here, he made the way so you could walk out that plan of God. But we have to know it. We have to know it for ourselves we have to embrace it and we have to make it our own amen so we're not going to fall to the strategies we're not going to fall to the plots of the devil we're going to go ahead and identify with this and we're going to go on today and look at at some things that are really going to help you stand against the demonic forces who are counting on you to not know this you say well i never heard this before doesn't mean it's not real you ever gone to school and all of a sudden you hear something in a class and you're like wow I never knew that. It doesn't mean it didn't exist before you heard it. It just means you've just now been you know exposed to it, and now you choose whether you accept it as truth or you say, oh, that's crazy. Remember science, like fifth grade? Gravity? I don't believe in gravity. Well, you climbed the tree, the branch broke, and you hit the ground. Gravity was real whether you believed it or not. Right? The devil's real whether you believe in him or not. You know, you could choose to stay ignorant. I did know somebody who who said this, they said, well, you know, I don't want to know that. I'm not, I don't want to hear that, Pastor Mike, because I don't want to be accountable. You want to stay v- vulnerable to the devil because you think God will be mad at you if you don't do what the Bible says to do. You've missed the whole point of salvation. Yeah. It's not about you being perfect or doing everything right. It's about you knowing that you're loved, and Jesus did it all for you. Yeah. And because he did it for you, now you just maintain what he obtained. Jesus obtained the victory. Now we sitting and resting in the finished work of jesus christ we maintain what he obtained you sit there and think well I, i've got to do something no you don't well no I, I mean i know god's going to do something but i got to do something then, let me tell you how dumb that is you're trying to say that the problem is part of the solution well god can do some but i've got to do the rat no no you're the reason he had to die i'm the reason he had to die you are the problem you sinned, you messed up, you blew it. Well, I'm offended. See? You're offended, you're touchy, you're resentful. (laughs) Jesus is the answer entirely. We now are in the New Testament. The New Testament is, is here and it's available to us because Jesus fulfilled the law and the demands of the Old Testament. He died as a sinner even though he never sinned, paying the price for our sin. He's the answer entirely, and when we accept that answer is when we walk in everything the New Testament says is ours. We now maintain what he obtained. If we're trying to do it, then we've missed the whole point of what he did. If we're trying to accomplish something, well, I've got to go out and I've got to do it. No, you rest in the fact he already did it, and because you identify he did it, I accept it. I now am a child of God. I now, in the righteousness of Christ Jesus, I now have all the promises that the Bible says are mine because of what he did, not because of what I did. Does that make sense? You don't earn it. If you earned it, it wouldn't be a gift. It's a gift from your heavenly Father who loves you and doesn't want you going through this junk. He wants you being victorious. He wants you walking out what he provided through the sacrifice of his son so that you could be righteous. Does that make sense? So the challenge is, and I've never seen it like this before, but the Bible talks about in Isaiah 5, it says, Woe to the people who would say wrong is right. Bring darkness and, and replace it with light and say that light is... It, 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 it's, it's exactly the age we're living in where the world media, the, the culture around us is saying everything that, that we know is wrong, they're saying that's now right. And what we believe is right, they're now saying that's wrong. And what they want us to do is instead of being distracted by what the Bible says, they want us to buy into what culture's saying. And as we do that, it's deceiving us to let go of what God has done for us and to embrace what the world says. But what it brings is destruction. It brings destruction into your life by you accepting. And some people say, well, that's just not cool. That's just not woke. Whatever the term is, you know, that, that, that's, that's, oh, that book is judgmental. That book is harsh. That book is out of date. That book, that book is truth in life. And they're going to try to talk us out of it because the, the only thing that is armor for us to stand against the wiles of the devil is the word of God. So if they can get us to let go of it or to devalue it in our eyes, we're literally taking off what God has given us to be victorious. and makes us vulnerable to what the devil's doing. Does that make sense? You've got to get this, guys. You've got to get this. Jesus Christ did it, but he's not doing it for you because it's already done. Now he's saying you put it on, identify with it. This armor, the word of God, makes you successful over all the, the, the enemy's strategies and his plots and his plans. The Bible says it's the shield of faith that, that we hold up and it quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy. Not just some of them. But if you don't know who it is at work, you can't be in faith. You can't stand in the promises of God if you don't know they're the promises of God. They won't do you any good. Does that make sense? Let's go on just a little bit. In uh, Luke chapter ten nineteen. But there's good news Luke chapter 10 19 he says behold I give you authority what does authority mean it means the right to command the good news is God has given every born-again believer the absolute right the mastery to command all demonic forces the devil and all of his cohorts we have authority to be to command We have the the position because of who we are in Christ. But the problem is if we don't know that, we can't exercise it. Look what it says. We have authority to do what? To trample on serpents and scorpions. Those are representative of demonic forces. That's telling us the the devil and all of his, and that we're to have, we we have power over all the ability of the enemy. We have power over, over all. We have not only authority, but we have the power to stop what he's up to. We have the power to, to break his hold. We have the power to, to, to not say, hey, the devil, but we say, no, you may not. The Bible says that when we submit to God, his word, that in doing that, we're actually resisting the devil. And when we do that, James five sixteen, he has to flee from us. That word flee means he's afraid of us. We don't, we're not supposed to be afraid of the devil. It's like one guy said one time, he says, well, pastor, not to me, but he said to another pastor, he says, well, I got the devil on the run. And the pastor said, that's great news. He goes, yeah, I'm running and he's after me. <laughs> that's, that's not what, what, what this is talking about. It's talking about when we, when we submit to what God's word says about us, that's our victory. When we submit to what God's word says about us, we're resisting him trying to lure us away from the promises of God. And the Bible says when we do that, he knows he can't stand against us. He has no power. We have all the power over him and the Bible says he'll run from us as in terror. Isn't it cool that this, this force that's going around and causing so much destruction runs like a scaredy cat when we stand up in who we are in Christ? You want to see something amazing happen in your life? Get into the Word. Find out what it says about you. Stand in that Word and, and, and put it on like a new man and you'll see the devil flee from you. Amen. You'll see him run out the door from you. Why? Because he knows that he has no power over you. We have power over all the, the ability of the enemy. Your enemy, listen, is, is the devil. Your enemy is demonic forces that are scheming and plotting and, 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 and working out things where they can try to get you to trip up. And it says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The devil can't hurt you. He can't hurt you when you know who you are in Christ. When you know what it means to be the righteousness of God in Christ, you can stand up. Well, does that mean he, he's not going to come? No, he's still going to come. He's going to test you to see if you believe what the Bible says about you. He's going to test you. Well, I've been tested. Yeah, but go ahead and pass the test. Pass the test with Jesus. we got a couple more scriptures we're going to close. Verse 20 says this. Nevertheless, listen to this. I've got power and authority over the devil. I've got power to stop everything he's doing in my life. But Jesus says, look, don't get distracted here. Don't celebrate that you you can chase the devil off. He says the real thing to celebrate in verse 20 is this. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, because that's just a small part of your salvation. Being able to run him out of your life, that's that's just a small part. God's got so much for us. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Your names are written in heaven when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There's a book. And when you say, Yes, I've, I've received Jesus Christ as Lord, not as friend, I receive him as my Lord. I believe in my heart and I'm confessing with my mouth. There's literally somebody in heaven going, Eric, seriously, Eric? There's a couple of us that said Eric. no, (laughs) But there he is, a man of God, following the path that God has for him. Eric used to do double time and work overtime for the devil. Now he's working and seeing the devil's hand broken and his power broken over young people because he embraces what God has for him. Amen? So we rejoice in who we are in Christ. Last scripture, 1 John 5, 4. And this this should bring you comfort and, and, and make you feel warm and fuzzy. For whatever is born of God, listen to this, overcomes the world. Now, you remember last week, we already established what the world, it's not talking about the big blue marble, it's talking about the world system, it's talking about things that, that um, are contrary to what the word says, the, the things that are trying to replace what, where we put God's word, trying to replace it with values and, and, and uh, things that the world says, oh no, this is okay now. And every one of us have areas in our life, I'm not judging you, but we have areas in our life where we say, oh no, though no, this is okay this is okay. No, no, I'm saved by grace, baby. I'm okay. But see, if you know in your heart that that's not what God has for you, when you go ahead and walk in it, when you embrace that, you're actually letting go a little bit of what God has for you. And it's not that your salvation going anywhere, but it's walking out that plan God has for you. And what it is, it's trying to pull you away. It's a distraction to get you off of what God has and into something that would be the pride of life, lust of the flesh, or lust of the eyes. See, that's how you define what's worldly. People say, oh, that, that you hear that beat with that music? That's so worldly. A beat is not worldly. You can have any kind of beat you want, and it can be gospel. Uh, but there's people that sing Christian rap. There's people, that, there's people, I don't even know what they're singing, but they're hard, you know, those, those really hard rock headbanger guys. I used to go to a church in um, Oklahoma. Nate, you probably know of it. You probably even went to it, but Guts, did you ever go to Guts out there? Let me tell you something. Some of the time, the guys get up there and they're screaming at the top of the lungs and they're shaking their hair and their hair's going like this, you know. And I had long hair too when I was younger. But I can't understand a word they're doing, but man, they're worshiping Jesus. The beat has nothing to do with it. How loud they sing has nothing to do with it. It's Do the lyrics, are they, are they, are they something that would cause you to have a pride of life? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye. Is it something that's drawing you away from the things of God? Then it's worldly. The Bible says that Satan is the god of this world, meaning this world system. But this tells me that for whatever is born of God overcomes the world or the world system. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Well, our faith does what? How do we receive what Jesus did? By faith. He obtained the victory. Now by faith, I maintain the victory. By faith in what the Word says, I maintain. No, no, no. You know, the Bible says that if when the devil comes and tells us that, oh, you're, you're going you're gonna to never be able to walk again, like Mark. He's got a broken hip now. The devil could tell him, oh, it's gonna, you're not going to be able to work anymore. Well, the Bible says that, that God sent his Word and healed them. So you've got to choose. Am I going to believe what the devil's trying to scare me with, or am I going to believe what God's Word says? This is what the world's telling me. This is what God's telling me. And I've got to put my focus on what I I believe to be true. Amen? Amen. Overcomes the world. This is our victory which overcomes the world, our faith. Listen, here it is. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? All we have to do is believe that Jesus is the Son of God. The Bible says that is our victory. Our victory comes by accepting him, believing in our heart and confessing with his mouth. That's our victory. It's already done. We don't got to fight for it. We don't got to try to obtain it. We just maintain what Jesus has already done. Going through struggles, going through storms of life, we maintain what Jesus has already obtained. Amen? And that's how we end up being um, the, the people who walk it out and the people who are light shines and the people that draws people to us. Our victory that overcomes the world or what the world's coming against us with is our faith that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came, paid the price for my sin, died on a cross was buried, but he rose again in victory so that I could be the righteousness of God. There's my victory right there. Identify with what the word says. See yourself with putting on the new man of, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. When we do that, and I know this, this message, uh, I wish I had a better way to say it where it wasn't just so, pfft. but if you don't get this, you will not be successful against the wiles of the devil. That's what the Bible says. We have to be precise in the word. We can't take the word generally. We have to choose to be precise and know that this is God's word for me. And when we do that, that's what brings the victory into our lives. Amen? That's how we maintain it. So I just want you guys to meditate on this. I want you to see that everything that God made available is through maintaining what Jesus did. We don't have to go out and conquer the devil. We don't have to pull down spirits over the city. We don't have to have warring tongues. I don't even know what that looks like. Um, all we have to do is maintain what Jesus obtained. Amen? And if we do that, guys, it'll get us through the storms. It'll get us through the heartbreak. It, we maintain that because of we're, we're the righteousness of God, the Holy Spirit comes. He's with us. He's with us through the hurt and the pain. And he'll get us over that. It'll never go away. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It'll never go away completely. But God will meet you where you are and help you to go ahead and to to, to get over the pain and then keep moving forward and just honoring your dad by, by letting your light shine like he did. And there's no greater honor for a parent than to see their kids walking out the plan that God has for them. So, but it, the Holy Spirit comes because we have accepted Jesus. He's there to help us with, with who we are in Christ. He's the parakletos, which means that he takes a hold of life with us and, and helps us accomplish everything God has for us. And he's the one that empowers us to say, No, devil, you may not stop me from being the person God created me to be. You may not stop me from obtaining or maintaining what Jesus has already obtained. Amen? So I hope you get this. The fun part starts next week. Uh, this was all just foundational. So uh, if you come back, I'll give you a bottle of water and a, a pack of juju bees or something. Whatever gets you back, I'm willing to pay you because you need this information. And your friends need it. Your family needs it because it's what God has for you. Amen? This is our victory that overcomes the world, our faith that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen? Bow your heads and close your eyes if you would. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that through the foundational truths that that you were able to take my words and, and, and give each and every one of us, either online or here in the congregation, something that we can stand on. We're to stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Yes, the storms will come, but Father, the word says that when we're when we found, build our house on the rock of Jesus Christ, they're going to come, but they're going to go. And we'll still be standing when they leave. Father, I thank you for that victory that's promised to us. Father, I ask right now that as I'm praying, that you would move on the hearts of those who need to receive your Son as Lord and Savior. That it's not something out of religious duty. It's not something to to uh, obey some, some religious rule that, that tells us that we're worthless without... No, it's, it, it's something that you've made available to us because you love us that much. You love us in our sin where we deserve to go to hell so much that you said, Jesus, I need you to go. I need you to pay the price for every one of them. I need you to give them away back to me so they can spend eternity with me. I need them to know that it's not based on whether they do things right or wrong, but it's based on my love. Go pay the price. Go do whatever it takes. And, and Jesus did that. And he came and all, all we have to do is, is to receive that amazing gift of salvation. And it's the, it's the gift that keeps giving. Salvation is what not only gets us saved, but it helps us get back on track when we miss it, when we get distracted, when the devil's deceived us. All we have to do is turn back to that finished work of Jesus Christ, identify with him in our lives. And it puts us right back in that place where we're standing in perfect righteousness with the Father. We never lose the righteous. Don't misunderstand me when I say that. It's, it's, we don't fall subject to the deceptions of the devil to tell us that we've fallen away. That's really where his power is. And Jesus came so that we don't have to be subject to that. So if you're here today, if you're online, and you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, I want you to know I'm not asking you to be religious. I'm not asking you to, to take on something that you really you know, don't think you can maintain. What I'm asking you to do is let Jesus Christ be your Savior. Let him meet you right where you are. Yes, some of you have done horrible things, but so have we. We got some of the best sinners in town right here in this church, you know, but Jesus' sacrifice is greater than that sin. So I'm asking you to just open your heart, receive what he has for you, believe that you are worth it for him to give his life, for him to shed his blood because of the love the Father has for you and and accept that. And the Bible says when you do that all your sin will be washed away well, Pastor Mike, I have a hard time believing that I don't have to do something to earn my salvation. I get that, I understand it. We're programmed that way in this world. But the truth is that you're saved by grace, not by works. The truth is that God loved you that much. And if you'll just accept it, he'll show up in your life in a powerful way. He'll set you free from your past and to put you on course to walk out the future he's prepared for you. I'm asking you, please receive this. Let, let what God's doing around you be a witness to you that you can say, okay, if he'll do it for them, he'll do it for me. If he could save me, I promise you he can save you. And he has so much good for you. So today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're online, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and close your eyes. If you know you're not walking with Jesus, and you do know, if you know that there's things in your life that you need to turn away from, God's here not to chastise you, but to welcome you and to help you and and to strengthen you to walk victorious against those things. The punishment for the sin was already poured out on Jesus. God's saying, now walk in what I've provided. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. You say, that's me, pastor. I need what you're talking about. I know I've gotten off course. I know I've let the enemy in. I know there's things in my life that shouldn't be there. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to work. For, look from one side to the other. Anybody? You know that? Amen. We're all good here. You online, whatever you're dealing with, God's greater than that. He can free you from that. He can get you to, to stand up and rise above that. And I encourage you, if you have questions, reach out to us. You've got our website, myffc.tv. You can look us up on Facebook. Uh, we're here to help. We're here to show you what the Word says about you. So now as everybody, um, just join me with a prayer. Father, today, without a doubt, your word is opening my eyes, showing me the truth, enabling me to walk out the life that you've prepared for me. Holy Spirit, I thank you for coming. Your power manifesting in my life. Your comfort showing up when I need it. I thank you for the healing power of Jesus, for the hurts, for the pains, and Father, for the hang-ups that we all struggle with. Comes in such a way that we're able to overcome all the traps of the enemy, and we walk out for your glory, the plan you have for us. In Jesus' matchless name, amen. I just want to encourage you guys that this, this doesn't just click when you hear it. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that we need, to, um, we, we need to not only embrace it, but we need to stay in it on a daily basis. That's how we get to a place where we're victorious. So, I, want to, I got one announcement I want to make that uh, I'm so excited about. It's something that Pastor Don and I have wanted for years. Uh, our heart is to help people in every area of life. How many of you know parents need help? Kids need help. Grandparents need help. And we're now at a place of faith family where we're able to offer help in a way that so many people struggle. And we had this happen when Chris was in school. Chris struggled with, with uh, mathematics in, in school when he was in grade school. And uh, we prayed, we didn't know what to do. Um, Chris wasn't the type, Jared would, you know, he was very bold and outgoing. Those of you know Jared know that. <laughs> um, but Chris was kind of quiet in school. And he didn't ask questions and stuff, and he, and he started falling behind. But we knew he was, you know, he's smart. I mean, he's my kid. He's got to be smart. So, now i just get. <laughs> but we had somebody come in our lives and say, well, let me help him. And, and they were proficient at mathematics. And they helped him see the processes of mathematics. And then he soared and excelled and it brought him self-confidence, enabled him to probably be the person he is today. Well, we now at Faith Family Church are able to offer... Tutoring for students from 6th six, six, six to 12th grade. Now, let me tell you something. We're just not offering tutoring. We're offering tutoring from somebody who has not only a bachelor's degree, but a master's degree in mechanical engineering, who happens to be very proficient in mathematics and, and science. And, and he is, has made himself available, which is just such a gift from God, to meet with students who are struggling in these areas and help them get through that and to overcome and see they can do this. They, they are able to achieve. Uh, Jim Leach right there. Now, I, I just want you guys to know how cool God is. Jim is he's a very humble guy, but man, you talk about just a life of significance and so blessed to know him and get to know him more every day. Um, but he is uh, and in, a professor at American Heritage, which is the top college preparatory school in the United States. So God not only just brought us a teacher, he brought us the cream of the crop. Yeah. And we're believing, and if you'll believe with me, we're believing to expand this and even be able to help more students in more areas. But this is what God's doing for our family. And uh, you can go online, you can talk to Pastor Chris if you want to know how to get your kids signed up for that. But this is important stuff. We want to help you in every area of life. Uh, We want to help you with your prayer walk. We want to help you know who you are in Christ. We want to help you manage your finances. We want to help you uh, learn to let the love of God flow through you. And that's what a church is about. Like Pastor Chris said a couple weeks ago, you come here to get equipped. And uh, we want to equip you to be a success and be victorious in life. Amen? So we love you guys. We end the service always with worshiping God with our our tithes and our offerings, we never want to shortchange that by making it seem like it's not important. It's very important, and it's for people who know who God is, and they know that God has done so much for you, and you're sitting there, and you don't do it to get more. I had a discussion with somebody yesterday. He said, well, you, you, you guys tied to get money. I said, no, we don't. Well, I know. I heard that. Yeah, some people do. They think that God's like this ATM machine, you know. Hey, God, here's a dollar. Give me ten. Yes, when we bring our tithes and offerings, the Bible says that God blesses us by men giving back, pressed down, shaken together, running over. But it's not, hey, I'm giving you this, so you give me this. No, we give because Jesus is Lord. And God said, bring your tithes and offerings. That's how we honor God. And as we walk out the plan of God, blessings show up. But you don't do it for the blessings. You do it because He's God. And, and we, we make it available through drop it in the bucket. You can go online. You can... You can do the machine back there in the lobby. You can uh, text. Get, you know, there's plenty of ways to give. But the only way that makes it work is when you decide to. You decide to say, God, I trust you more than I trust the world. God, I trust you more than I trust my job. I trust your word to, f- to, to show up in my life. So we make it available, but it's always as an act of, of honor and worship to God that we say, This is yours. Receive it from your cheerful, giving child who says, you're my Lord, and I'm operating and walking out the plan you have for me. Amen. We don't beg you for it. We don't try to guilt you. If you don't tithe, you don't, we're not saying you're not going to make it to heaven. You make it to heaven because Jesus did what he did. Amen? But when you understand and you acknowledge what Jesus did, it just takes you to a new place in life. Amen? Amen. So those of you who want to tithe, those of you who want to give offerings, Let's just pray. Let's just ask God to receive it. Heavenly Father, we thank you that everything we have is a gift from you. We acknowledge that this world is yours in the fullness thereof. But Father, this part that we have, your word says for us to bring the first. So we bring our first fruits to you today. We, we, we present them to you and we thank you for allowing us to partner with what you're doing in the world today. We know that the gospel doesn't go out because people love you The gospel goes out because people are willing to sacrifice and to give so the preachers can go preach, so that supplies can go and supply those who are hurting, so the Bibles can reach those who, who don't have Bibles. And all of that costs money. So as we give to you, we just right now declare by faith that your plan continues. It goes forth and people will be saved. People will be comforted. People will be strengthened. People will get what they need because the body of Christ does what you've empowered us to do and we present to you what's already yours. Thank you for letting us be a part of that. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, I love you. Again, this is kind of rhetorical, and, but i got to build a foundation. The fun part starts next week. I encourage you to come back, watch online. Thank you for joining us online. We love you very much. I'm going to make a beeline to the back because I want to hug all your necks if you're comfortable. You know, I'm not saying... This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.